guys. Uh, welcome back to the Very Really Good Podcast. Hello. We did it. We're here. All right. Uh, this episode 166, I am somewhere I'm usually not, but that's fine. It's all good. It's still a podcast, okay? It's still, it's still going to be bad. It's still going to be me going, um, that's like if that happened. This is so bad and it's like that happened. And then you got and you guys go, yeah, maybe. I guess. At least he brought a soundboard with him. Just kidding. I didn't. The one crutch I have to lean back on to lean on, you know, that could actually um help me out here cuz when I'm funny, when I'm not funny, I can just press a button it goes you know, and then you guys go, okay, well, at least that's funny, you know, um, that's not here, <laughs> it's back at home, um, but you know what, this is bare bones, handheld mic, filming on my iPhone, could have said phone, could have just said phone, such a cock thing to do, dude, hold on, let me close this door all the way. Probably did nothing, but it's gonna it puts me at at ease, you know, at ease, soldier. Um, maybe I get a little closer, be more engaged, you know. Um, but yeah, taking a a little vacation, sort of seeing seeing family, right? You know, hanging out. Um, up up uh, up north, sort of northern Ontario, Canada. And um feels feels good, man. Feels good to uh be uh be back up here because it's been a while. Also, this compared to where I just was is a nice change because I was just in New York City. Um I had six shows at City Winery in New York City at Chelsea Piers. Um and it was good. It was awesome. It was really fun. The shows were great. Um, really, really great crowds. Uh, good, uh, you know, good atmosphere, good vibes, right? Um, I got one bad review, and I'm going to talk about it on the bonus episode this week. So if you guys want to go see that, you can check out patreon.com slash very, really good. Um, so we're, that's what we're talking about this week, but, uh, um, but yeah, all the, it was so, it was so great, man. I haven't toured to do a show in a long, long time. So it felt so weird to go back to it, to be in a new city and to be like, show up at a place you've never been. And then I've been in New York, but like a venue I've never been. And then people show up and it's. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. It was six shows about like 400 people. So it was like 2,400 people in total. Um, Just a crazy amount. Just a fucking crazy amount of people, man. Like that, (laughs) that compared just to me when I started doing comedy. It's, it's crazy to think about, man. And I never would have imagined that I'd, I'd get to this spot. Um, 
but it's crazy. It, 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 thank you, everybody. Thank you to everybody who came to the shows. Obviously, didn't do any meet and greets and stuff because virus, but um, I had it. I had the virus. No, I didn't. I <laughs> We just didn't do it because, you know, safety, right? You know, you got to be safe. And I'm a biter, too. I'm a biter. Uh, that was a problem with my meet and greets before. I would just bite motherfuckers. You know? I had to have a... I had to, like a... I had to walk out in a muzzle, bro. I was already wearing a mask before COVID, but it was more of a muzzle because I was just biting people, right? You know, it's it's their fault. You know, it's like I, on my rider, it says you have I have to have a cage. I have to be set away from people or I will start biting. Um, so they're like, okay, Curtis, time for your meet and greets. And I go, really? Are you sure you want to do that? They're like, yeah, it's good. It'll be, you know, you meet the fans and stuff, right? And I go, okay, here we go. And I go, you know? You get a meet, you get a greet, and you get a freaking chomp. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's what you guess the Curtis Connor guarantee. Guarantee. That works. Um, this is also a test for me because there's no viewfinder. I can't see what I look like on here. If this stops recording, I'll never know. So I really hope it doesn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I could talk about my trip to New York, I guess. Sure. I said that like I was responding to someone who was like, you should talk about your trip to New York. But no one said that. It's just me in here. Um, my trip to New York was very swag. Um, it was me and Dean, my buddy Dean Hepsher. He came out with me and he uh, opened the shows for me. Um, you know, and he he did great. His sets were great. He had like one of the best sets I've ever seen him do, which is great. Um, you know, which isn't saying a lot. I'm kidding. He's very funny. Um <laughs> He's like fucking the funniest guy, but he's a, he's not fucking the funniest guy. He is the funniest guy. Um, oh, God, and guess if I got a canker sore right here, guys. Guess if I have one just right where my teeth hit whenever I say any word. Uh, and guess if... You know, any normal person would be like, hey, guys, sorry, I got a canker sore. I'm going to skip the podcast this week, you know? Um, not me, man. Hustling. It is almost 10 p.m. <laughs> I'm here. I'm hustling, dude. And I would be here. And yes, even if this didn't have a brand deal on it that I was contractually obligated to do, I'd still be doing it, okay? Don't get it twisted, sister, all right? I'd still be here because I liked, I love this shit, all right? Shooting it. We're shooting the shit together, all right? You know, duck hunt? Well, this is that. But shit. Sh poop hunt. Crud hunt. You walk into an arcade and there's this fucking guy going, I get him. Get that piece of shit. And you're like, oh, they got a new friggin'. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Buck Hunter, bro. Duck hunt is the other one for the Super Nintendo. The one where it's like, you have a gun. <laughs> you know the game where you have a gun in real life? There's the cardboard with the cartridge and a real gun. 
it's a real gun and you take it out of the cardboard and you go, oh, this is awesome. And then it goes, all right, shoot the screen when you see a duck and you go, poof, and you go, bang, and you break your TV. So it's sort of like a one and done. You can only really play the game once. It's like a disposable camera in that sense, but way more dangerous. It's actually infinitely more dangerous. And one thing shoots pictures, the other one shoots your TV. Um, what was I saying? Canker sore. Yeah. Hurts a lot. And it's going to get worse after this. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good, man. It's all good. Um, New York. So, flying is weird now. Right? Dude, the, the comedians are going to go crazy, you know? Airline? What's the deal with the airlines? What's the deal with airline food, you know? They're going to go crazy, man. Because now it used to be a lot, but now it's even more, right? Because you got to have your COVID test, right? <laughs> Some talk, I said that like an anti-vaxxer. Oh, you need your COVID test. It doesn't matter. Because I don't know shit about COVID. I failed the test. I did. It's like, you know, it's not like a test about, a written test about COVID, right? And they're like, huh? I took a BuzzFeed quiz and I got the results and I printed them out. Facts about COVID. And I cheated. And I cheated on the BuzzFeed quiz about COVID facts. And I got them all right. So let me in. <laughs> we were at the the counter. Um you know, to hand in our stuff, right? To be like, and like, bro, yeah. why have the kiosks there if you still need the person every time, you know? Sure, it worked before, you know? And I'm sure it's faster. I know they have their reasons, but still, when I'm there, I'm like, ah, can I go to the counter? Because there's no line. There's a person right there. They're not doing shit. Let them, you know, check me in. I don't have any bags. Just check me in. Give me my boarding pass. Look at my COVID shit. Let me go, right? But no, you got to go to the kiosk. You got to type everything in, literally everything that you've ever done, everything that you've ever eaten, every, everywhere you've ever went and stayed. You go, yeah, I've had this. I had, and then one of the questions is like, when's the last time you had a tuna salad sandwich? And you're like, I don't. I don't know why is this important. They're like, we hey, we need to know what you've been up to. And you go, okay, it was probably like your last year, to be honest, maybe longer. And they're like, we need a date. We need a date. Okay. You think? Oh, you think you're going home? You think you're going home back to Canada without telling me the last time you had a tuna salad sandwich? You're fucked. You guys, oh, you got another thing coming, bro. And these huge guys come out and start pushing me around. Um, but no, you type everything in and you go, this is where I stayed. This is where I'm going. I'm not declaring anything. And then it goes, the whole screen flashes red and you go, wait, you got to wait for someone. And it's like, what's the point? The kiosk is supposed to let you do it yourself. So you don't have to inconvenience someone. Right. That's like going into McDonald's. See, this is what this podcast is. It's me being like, this is like that. That's why it's weird, right? 
That's like going into McDonald's and using those self-help kiosk things, right? The things where you just put the screen, order it on screen and they yell your number at the end, right? You don't have to talk to anybody. That's like doing that. But then bringing your little receipt up to the counter and just redoing the whole thing. That's silly. You're adding a step, okay? And at the airport, you don't even get a delicious Big Mac, okay? You get a tarmac. You don't get a bit. You get a big tarmac. You don't get a Big Mac. That's what it's called, right? The tarmac. Double big tarmac. I don't know. I'm not an. Air, I'm not a pilot. Oh, my caker sore hurts so much. Um, but you have to have your mask on the whole time. Um, oh, right, at the counter. So we were, like, given all our stuff, you know, like, <clears throat> this is what you need, this is what we got, we're good to go, we can go home, right? We got our negative tests and everything. Um, but the person next to us, you hear them, I feel like I might have told this before, because this was on another trip, but, like, um, the, uh, have I told this? I feel like I've told this before. I don't know if I have, but person next to us, um, they were like, we overheard the employee of the airline be like, oh, this is, is this, you need a new COVID test. This is like, this is more than 72 hours ago. And dude, that was my nightmare. That is my nightmare. There it is. Cause you need, you need one within 72 hours of coming back or going on a flight. And dude, every t- whenever we booked the COVID test, I I double I like checked it seventy two times, like once every hour before we before we left. It was like I was like, okay, is it within the th-? and it was like forty hours before our flight. But still, I was like, am I doing the math wrong? Am I just doing it wrong? And I'm gonna get to the airport and they're gonna be like, no, sorry, this is wrong. You know, because <laughs> Canada's super strict about like the type of test you need to. So it's like. I don't know. It's just that traveling was already stressful, but it's like now it's like a whole other thing, dude. It's a whole other thing to worry about. There's like another layer of shit you got to swim through, right? Shawshank Redemption style. Sorry, spoiled the ending. Um, but hey, you should you should have seen it by now. Such an old movie. Oh, my God. And it's like the best movie, right? You should have saw Shank Redemption, you know? You should have saw it by now. And you can't redeem yourself if you haven't. Um, but New York was great. Still very busy. Still very... Uh, full of... Full of various scents. You know? And if, you're, if you've ever been in New York, you know what I mean? Full of various smells and odors. Some of them are really good, you know, even, you know, some of them, you know, you got pizza. I'm not saying New York smells. I'm saying it has a lot of smells. I'm not saying it's smelly. I'm saying it's smellful. Smellful. You know, you're walking along, you smell maybe a pizza, dollar pizza, right? And you go, that smells pretty good, man. It smells like pepperoni and cheese. I like that, you know? You're walking a little bit, you're next to your buddy Dean, and he farts so loud, and he farts just so loud out of his butt, 
and you go, oh, that smells like pepperoni and cheese, and I don't like that. Liked it a second ago, but now it's that. Now it's coming out of there. Now I don't like it, you know? Um, And then, you know, then you smell some garbage and maybe a dog. And then you and then you have a nap. And that's New York, dude. I love it. I love it so much. Um, it was weird, though. We went shopping one day. We went to the NBA store. Uh, because Dean, most more than me, loves basketball. But I also like basketball a lot. It's really cool to watch highlights. And I love playing 2K. And I, I know, like, I know enough to, like, you know, chop it up. But, um... Usually when we go to the NBA store, it's fucking packed, right? It's the NBA store. But, like, this time, maybe it was, like, the day we went, but, like, man, there was, like, fucking nobody in there. And I think it's because, like, obviously because of COVID, like, capacity is not, like, you know, travel. Capacity's lowered, maybe. Traveling, like, tourism is a lot, you know, a lot less than it was. But it was just weird, man. It was weird being in New York and, like, being in a store that wasn't, Hacked. Like it felt like we weren't supposed to be anywhere where we were. Like as soon as you walked in, we we're like, "Are you guys? Are you guys open? Are we gonna? Have to, are we have to like get kicked out or something?" Right? <laughs> um. But I'm trying to think what else we did. We um got recognized a few times walking through the streets in New York. That was cool. Met some cool people. Met one person with a cello on their back. That's a first. They're walking like hunched over so much because there's the biggest instrument on their world. Sorry, biggest instrument in the world on their back. You know? Walking like fucking Atlas, dude, with the world on their back, but it was a cello. You know? So a little more important. But they're walking like hunched over and they're like, I love, and I did, I love that so much. Is the point or the hand over the mouth or the point? I love that. Because, like, now I know what's up, right? And you're not someone who's just staring at me. And I'm like, okay, what's up? Did I... Is there fucking pepperoni and cheese on my chin? What's going on? Right? Or do you know... Or do you watch my fucking YouTube videos? There's a hand over their mouth. It's either I got very ugly or they watch my YouTube videos. It's, mo- it's mostly, it's usually that they watch my YouTube videos. That'd be so fucking mean. If you put your hand over your mouth and gasped at how ugly someone was, whoa. Oh, <gasps> <laughs> uh, you watched my videos? No, you're a freak. <laughs> you're a mess of a guy. Can't believe you're walking on two limbs and not immediately banished to hell. You're a you're an abomination. Um No, they were very nice, they were cool. And I'll never forget that, dude. A cello on your back? Cello, how's it going? Should buy. You know? Cello and should buy. This episode of Very Really Good is sponsored by Current. Like I know a lot of you listen to this podcast, you know, you're on your way to school or your work, you know, you're you're busy and I and, I, and that's good. But if you got a bunch of stuff on the go, you don't have time to walk into a silly, stinky old bank, okay? Banks suck. You wait in line for like an hour 
for something that literally should only take like 30 seconds, it's ridiculous. And that's where Current comes in. Folks, Current is the future of banking. Simple as that. They don't hide information from you like traditional financial institutions. Current keeps it simple, authentic, and direct. And there's no hidden fees. There's actually no hidden anything to be exact. And the best part, all of your banking can be done entirely on your phone. So no more walking into a stupid old bank, wasting a bunch of time. I can go on all day about Current's amazing features, but I feel like it's better if you try it out for yourself. And it's great because it only takes less than two minutes to sign up. So give Current a try, click the link in my description, and sign up for Current using code VRG to enjoy the future of banking. All right, thank you so much to Current for sponsoring this episode of Very Really Good. Hope you guys check them out because it helps me out a bunch. It helps support the pod, so everybody wins here, man. Okay, back to the podcast. Man, I gotta. I'm gonna. I'm, I don't want to put. This is more about the shows, but um, someone. I'm not gonna put them on blast because they might be listening to this, but um. Someone who came to the New York show said that I used material. This will be a learning thing too, I guess. Um, educational, I guess. But someone said that uh, they were upset that I used material from the last New York show that I did before the pandemic. And like, the answer, the the answer is in the answer that I just give that I just, or that I no. the answer is in the question, I guess. Whereas the reason that I did the same and I didn't even do all the same. It was half and half. Um, no, not even. It was like 60, 40 new and fo- 60 new 40 old. And they, were upset that they've seen those bits before. And like, one, fucking super cool that you're coming to another show that you've you've already seen me, right? That's super rad. And I'll, I'll never be able to thank you enough for that. But I do need to defend myself. Because, like I said, there was a pandemic. And the way that developing stand-up material works for a lot of comedians is you write it and then you test it on stage because you don't know what it's going to be like on stage. It could be really well, it could be really good, could be even better than what you wrote, could be way worse and it could be anywhere in between. And that's why stage time is so important. So you can know what works, you can edit, you can change it, right? But I wasn't able to do stand-up for a year and a half. So I had no time. I w- it wasn't I was just sitting around trying to write a new hour either. You know, like I was making videos and podcasts like consistently. I was busy. Um, so that's why I wasn't able to write an entirely new hour <laughs> through the pandemic. Right. And I think that's fair. I honestly think that's fair and you talk to any other comedians, I think they'd agree, okay? So if you've seen me before, and you're coming to the shows in November and December, there will be some new stuff, but there'll also be some old stuff. But the old stuff 
is pretty good, and I know it works, and I've done it a lot of times, so I know it's funny, and I know how to do it. You know? Also, I feel like shit charging money for people to, like, come to a show in, like, a nice venue, right? You know? And I come out and I go, hey, here, maybe this will work. So you guys ever friggin'... You guys ever go to a kiosk at the airport? <laughs> you know? I'd feel like such a douchebag, man. You're not really getting your money's No bang for your buck, right? Um, but yeah. In conclusion... In, <laughs> in conclusion... In, a con- in conclusion, yeah. New York trips were great. The shows are incredible. If you came to the shows, thank you so much. Um, very excited for the November and December shows. Um, and yeah, dude, we got, I should put it up on the screen, but if you're coming to the November and December shows, we'll have tour exclusive trading cards, Kurt Boy cards, uh, designed by Brandon Lapine. Um, I'll throw it up on the video if you can see it, but, um, they're fucking sick. And I'm signing all of them. Well, not the cards, but I'm signing the the top loaders that we're putting in, putting them in, because I don't want to mess up the card. But randomly, I think at each show, I think we're gonna do. I don't know how many. Maybe like two or three each show. We're gonna put. We're gonna give out like if you buy one, randomly, you might get a holographic one. So those are going to be like, the, we want to add some sort of like randomness and like rarity to them. So, um, so yeah, I'm stoked. I just want to do, uh, you know, more, you know, weirder off, like one-off shit with merch. I think it's like, obviously I like selling like t-shirts and like sweaters and like shit. And like, you guys seem to be hyped on it, but I don't know. I think it's so cool to have like really rare shit, you know? And that's just like the, that's just me because I like having stuff that's like no one else really has, you know, because then it's like a talking point. You're like, yeah, well, no one, I got this and nobody really knows it, but it's all good because I do, you know, it's, it's cool. Um, but yeah, super stoked for those shows. going to be fun, but just a fair warning. If you've seen me before, you might have some old material that you might've seen before. And I'm sorry, but I'm trying to get the hour as good as I can. So then when freaking Netflix sees me maybe one day, I can be like, do you like it? You can have it, okay? Just I don't even care. Just put it on there. <laughs> Just put it on your thing. Film it and put it on there, all right? And then I can write new material. Because I feel like that's what I want to, ha- that's what I'm kind of hoping for maybe one day. I don't know. Just talking out loud, but. Ugh. Man, this feels good. I haven't, I don't really have a script or anything or any prompts or anything. I was kind of chatting, and I feel like I've been doing okay for 25, 26 minutes, dude. Not too shabby. Um, I also uh, saw Shun when I was in New York. So shout out Shun, the producer of this podcast, who used to be the co-host of the Curtis Corner. Um, missed him so much on the podcast. So, it was, but it was good to see him and hang out in person. We went to a Korean barbecue place. 
And that was my first time at Korean barbecue. And I will say, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, okay? I'm a fan, dude. I like it. I mean, what's not to like? We also went to one where they cook the stuff for you. It's still in front of you, but they cook. I think there's other places where you cook the shit like yourself, but you know, I don't want, I don't trust myself. You know, last thing I want to do is get fucking salmonella from some raw chicken that I got too excited about. Right. But, um, <laughs> got too excited. Sorry. I got this. I, it, I got, I turned into a salmon. That's what salmonella is. You get so sick, you turn into a fishy salmon. Fishy, fishy fish. Make it a stinky. Ah, I wish I had my soundboard here. Damn it. Um, and also, I might also had soju for the first time, which is like dangerous. Because it's like, it tastes so sweet. It doesn't even taste like you're, you're freaking having any alcohol. Then, bada bing, bada boom, you have six bottles and you go, uh oh. <laughs> Feeling pretty uh gassed up. Feeling pretty fucking good. You know that's what you say. <laughs> um, fuck. What? Else? Oh, dude. Yeah, that's the other thing. Food in New York, bro. Had a, had my first chopped cheese. You already know. I had to cop the fucking bevy with it, dude. You already know the Aki way. Yo, Ak, let me get a bacon, egg, and cheese. Right? Ketchup. Let us mayo mustard on a roll, you know? Let, and I can't forget the bev. You already know the vibes, yes, sir. That was me. That was me the whole time. Every bodega that I walked into, right? Every bodega that I walked into, I was just... Any words I would just throw together, I was incoherent. I was kicked out of every bodega I went into. Because I'd go in there and be like, Yo, Aki, let's go. There's a wheel. What's the vibe, sir? Let me get the freaking bacon, egg, and cheese with the freaking... With the friggin' Bev on top and a fucking bottle of ketchup, like you already know the you already you already know the Bev, and they'd be like, "What are you saying? Get him out of here," you know. And I'd be throwing shit around. I'd be biting people, you know, because I think it's a goddamn meet and greet. I think it's a goddamn meet and greet with all the friggin' meat that they're chopping up, but not a bun. <laughs> also, man, chopped cheese just give you the craziest diarrhea. Right? I know, I mean, yo, this might just be a New York thing. Because I'm a New Yorker now. I've sort of spent a lot of time there. I lived there for a couple of days. And uh, I moved there for a couple of days. Did, um, you know, did some work. Um, worked out there for a little. And I'm a New Yorker now. And, you know, I guess you just wouldn't get it. You know, sort of a New Yorker type beat or whatever. But some of you will get it. Some of you will get the, that chopped cheese give you diarrhea. Um, what else should we talk about, dude? Man, there's some there's some news that we could talk about, but I feel like a lot of it is fucking sad and weird and not good. So I feel like let's watch something goofy. Let's watch a goofy video from our favorite buddy, favorite DJ, DJ Khaled. Um. Okay, so I guess we'll just play it in full. Get a close up. Get a close up. Get a close up of the case, the guitar, 
You know what I'm saying? And a special note from the Marley family. Shout out to the Marley. Melissa, can you read this for me? Can you read this to the world, please? Okay. Um, DJ Khaled, we're excited to share this new guitar with you. As someone who has an appreciation for Bob Marley's life and music, we want you to be one of the first to play the Gildy 20 Marley based on Bob's at-home songwriting guitar from 56 Hope Road. This guitar-inspired songs that help unite the world, and we hope it gives you inspiration as well. DJ? Hey, DJ, dude. So, if you guys didn't fucking hear that, so he, DJ Khaled was gifted a guitar from the Marley family, you know, Bob Marley, and it was a guitar that Bob Marley used to write, like, in, like all of his incredible songs, right? Iconic songs, you know? And she reads this note that the Marley family sends, and, uh... Like, <laughs> like, way before, way before, like, she's barely done reading the note, and DJ Khaled starts st- strumming away on a guitar, and that's the first time he's ever played a guitar, for sure. For sure. This fool does not know shit about string instruments, dude. This guy would never have a cello on his back, and I know it. All right, cello should buy. Dude, I want to get that that audio of him fucking strumming it before she's even done talking. Okay, it's at 34 seconds, okay. It gives you inspiration as well. Dude, I'm not even like into guitars and that pisses me off, you know? I can't even imagine what guitar dudes are saying about this shit. Because, like, guitar dudes are the... (laughs) the most serious about stuff, you know? Especially when it comes to guitars. Like, that's a 39, 38 Fender Blitz... Blister... uh, Fucking Bloody Blister Edition 2. And you're... And you're strumming it... And you're strumming it wrong. You're strumming it wrong. You need to strum it at a 30 degree angle. Or I'm going to fucking. Or I'm going to fucking push you down a flight of stairs. Okay. If you. Oh man. If you don't. If you don't strum that fender right. Gonna rear end you. Gonna get you in a fender bender. Okay. Because you're bending the fender all wrong. Okay. All right, and then they fight to the death on a cliff in, like, Switzerland, but instead of swords, it's guitars. That's what guitar guys do about guitars, and that's what I want to do. I don't even know guitars. Imagine getting gifted a guitar. One out of everybody to give a guitar to from Bob Marley. Why DJ Khaled? Right? The guy who goes, another one. Right? Did he have like a hundred thousand guitars? And he's like, 
I need one more. Hey, yo, Bob Marley family. Another one. Please, I need one more. I have an entire string arrangement. I just need another one. Right? I doubt that. You could have given it to, like... I don't know, who's a good guitarist? I was going to say John Mayer, but isn't he, like, a bad guy or something? <laughs> sure, but he would have loved that, though. You know? He would have friggin' gaslit some hotties with it, I'm sure. Right? But this guy? Actually, this is probably better than gaslighting. Or he's also gaslighting us to think into thinking that this is, like, a normal thing to do. But it's not, DJ. DJ Khaled. DJ Cowlick. It's just so disrespectful to be like, this is the... From the Marley family themselves. <laughs> right? Yeah, here... Um, that's like getting fucking... Fucking... Kobe... Like a fucking urn full of Kobe Bryant's ashes and then you like shoot a three-pointer with it. Disrespectful, man. Disrespectful. How about you... How about you just put it on a shelf and you respect it, you know? How about you just le leave it be, right? That's so fucked up. The guy's fucking dead and you're strumming on it on a... <laughs> you don't know what you're doing, right? God, that is so... Yeah, and the top comment is he's a complete ass. That poor guitar. And, like, do you think he's, like, doing a meme? Like, you think he's, like, self-aware? He has to be. Yeah, the definition of disrespect. Yeah, okay, so I'm not in the wrong. This is, like, offensive, kind of, right? And, I'm again, I'm not a guitar guy. I'm talking like I am one, but I'm not. I don't know shit about guitars. But, like, you have to think, like, someone in his team must be like, yo, dude, don't post this. <laughs> you can't be posting this stuff, man. Right? Like, that's... He's got to be, he's got to be, like, memeing, right? He's got to be trolling people. I don't know. Um... Sorry, I'm trying to find... See if we can do some advice segment. Even though if I don't have the friggin'... Uh, I don't even have the, the sound effect to let you guys know what it is. And also, guys, stop signing up my fucking email up for shit because I can't find the actual advice. Weather alert for Florida. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Zip rec Recruiter. Medicare Plan. Fuck off, guys. <laughs> please stop signing me up <laughs> for whatever. I get it. It's hilarious, but please stop doing it. Makes it harder for me to find the things. Okay. I'll read this one. I haven't read it yet. This will be blind, but um, this is the title of it is Scared of Chimneys Due to Urban Legends, which is a show that I did a video about with Jacob, and it's up right now if you haven't watched it yet, so go watch it. But it was number seven on trending. It's all good. Um, <laughs> hey, Kurt. Love your content and the pod. 
Not sure if this is the right email. Uh, the people who signed me up for other shit are pretty sure it's the right one. Uh, but I saw a recent video with Jacob, and it dug up a memory of how urban legends scarred me as a kid. One of my sisters was channel flipping after another program had ended and landed on urban legends. That's how everybody watched that show, too. We were told not to watch the show because we were too young, so of course we proceeded to watch the show. The story that was on was about a father who faked going on a business trip right before Christmas so he could surprise his wife and kids dressed as Santa. To really sell it, he climbed down the chimney, got stuck, and died. His wife and kids started noticing a foul smell coming from the chimney a few days after he left for his trip. So they sent someone up to check what could be causing the smell and found his rotting corpse, accompanied by the lovely reenactment visual aids. We got halfway through the next story. When my sister heard our mom headed to the family room, she quickly changed the channel, so I never saw the truth revealed at the end. Due to this horrendous cosmic alignment, my child mind started assuming there was a good chance that every chimney had a corpse in it. This fear has followed me for my entire life, as I've never been able to find the episode ending online despite my best efforts. Although not nearly as paralyzing, at 21 years old, the thought still crosses my mind whenever I'm near a chimney. Wow. Um, so I guess you need... Some advice how to overcome your fear of chimneys. Um, I mean, like, I don't know why you'd be scared of it, right? Because they're dead, right? Nothing to be scared of. They're dead. They're dead in your chimney because they are in your chimney. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to fucking freak you out, but. I feel like that's cap. I feel like that is... I feel like that's not real. That was a... You know what? Okay. Okay, if you sent this in, don't, lis don't listen to this part. Cover your ears. Okay, cover them for like 10 seconds. Okay, guys. I'm going to lie. I'm going to lie. And I'm going to say that I've seen this episode before. And I remember the ending. And the ending was it's not true. Okay? All right. Your ears are... Your... Your hands are not in ears anymore. You stop covering them, and you can hear me now. So, I actually remember seeing this episode, and uh, to the best of my knowledge, I remember it. Like I only remember a few of them. This one is actually one of the ones I do remember, and it was not false. It's not true. So you're good. You're actually good because I've seen it. I've seen it th with my own eyes, and I would never lie. Okay, cover your ears one more time. The person who sent this. Dude, I think we fucking tricked them. I think we got them so good, dude. We fucking fooled them. They're so stupid. They actually fucking bought it. They bought it. They fucking believe me. These are literally so fucking stupid. I can't believe it. Okay. Now you can... All right, you're good? All right. Well, that was a... What are we at? 40-something? Dude, what a fucking episode this was. This was 166, guys. Impromptu. You know, guerrilla-style podcasting. All right? No... No, no quality. Bad. <laughs> um, but if you enjoyed it, press the like button. You know, leave a comment, subscribe. Okay, you know, do do your due diligence. All right, do your part. <laughs> and um, yeah, check out the bonus pod. And um, I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the support. I appreciate you so much. And um. Take care. Goodbye.